Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I spend a fair amount of every day assessing headlines around the world, trying to put them in perspective for you, trying to make sense of them in a larger picture of how we should react to them and what we should expect coming down the line. Uh, At times, it's really helpful to get a different person's perspective, and uh, occasionally that person is someone much younger than you. And for me, last night, it was the perspective of my oldest daughter. She's 18, and we had a nice long conversation last night after... What was, uh, you know, in the life of an 18-year-old and, yeah, in the life of a dad, a crushing emotional experience. She and her team were playing in the district basketball finals last night. They led the whole game, but they didn't win. They lost in overtime. And as we talked, she said as she was ready to go to bed, Dad, pray for me, I'm really burdened. And I tried to give her the perspective of, you had a great year. Basketball's just a game. She said, I'm, that's not what I'm burdened about. She said, I'm burdened for the people in Ukraine. And she got really emotional talking about seeing women and children hiding in a subway, not knowing if they were going to live or die, how she feels powerless to help, being, as she said, safe right here in my bed. And it just really touched me to realize that somewhere in Ukraine there are kids like my daughter. I cognitively knew that, but I didn't think about it in those terms until she brought it to my attention. And it made me, uh, first of all, ashamed of myself that I hadn't put it in those human terms. But it made me realize just how, (laughs) I can't even think of a word. (coughs) Frustrating doesn't even begin to do it. Um, ashamed doesn't begin to do it, Uh, powerless, angry, that we have a president and an administration and a bunch of people in our country who even now still, when it's clear as bell, clear as the nose on your face, as my dad used to say, that we enabled Vladimir Putin to do what he's doing, that we talk about how much we care and we talk about how evil he is. I'm talking about we and the presidential administration of Joe Biden how evil it is, and we're not going to stand for it and all this, when we've enabled it. And it's so simple to have stopped this, and it's so simple to having taken forever to do anything consequential about it, step up what we're doing and stop these minor league slaps on the wrist and do what any person with common sense can see would fix the issue. I am really at least relieved that the Biden administration is admitting that the sanctions that they 
prattle on about how significant they are and what kind of toll they'll exact on the Russian economy, at least they are admitting that they're not even attempting to hurt the Russian energy sector. And if they're not going to do that, and they're not, then Vladimir Putin is going to be able to accomplish whatever he wants. And young women like my daughter, and even younger than that, are going to die in Ukraine. And heroes like a former heavyweight boxing champion of the world who's the mayor of Kiev, pictured this morning, Vitaly Klitschko, on social media, in army fatigues with a machine gun, defending the capital of Kiev, where Russian troops are right now, and explosions are taking place, and that city is about to fall. Why would we be shocked? that the Biden administration thought Kiev would last maybe till the first of the week. They didn't have any clue what would happen in Afghanistan. They don't have any clue what's going on in Ukraine. They could have stopped this a long time ago. They didn't. It never happened under Donald Trump because we had peace through strength. Now we have weakness through ineptitude. And we have stupidity through outright admission. Here is Dalip Singh. Oh, we're so diverse in the Biden administration, that we have Dalip Singh, Deputy National Economic Council Director, openly admitting, no, we're not even trying to affect Russia's energy sector with our sanctions. The targeting the Russian energy industry is totally off the table. Is that what you're saying, Dalip? What I'm saying is that our measures were not designed to disrupt in any way the current flow of energy from Russia to the world. Now, um, we have also said we are going to cut off Russia's access to cutting-edge technology. That technology can be used across many sectors. Uh, And and so as it relates to Russia's long-term productive capacity, um, we are seeking to degrade that capacity, but nothing, nothing in the short term as it relates to energy. Nothing in the short term as it relates to energy. By the way, we're going to keep buying Russian oil. This is this is the height of incompetence. This is double talk that they really care about Ukrainians dying. They don't care. They don't care at all. If they cared, there are many, many things they could have done ramping up our own energy production. But I heard a security analyst yesterday say we are decommissioning. I forget if it was... 2,000 or 3,000 Navy fighter jets, we're decommissioning them. They're too old, we replenish, but they're still flying just fine. He said, why don't we just park those on the runway in Kiev the way that George Bush did years ago when Putin was threatening Georgia or he was threatening some aspect of violating a sovereign boundary. And Putin complained about it. Take him away. Bush said, no, I'm not going to take him away. And Putin backed down. He's a bully. You have to make a bully back down. You have to call his bluff. You have to hit him where it hurts. You have to take away his ability to finance this war operation. And the best way to do that is with energy or with a show of American strength. We're not willing to do either one. Oh, we're willing to play around the edges with banking regulations. And, ooh, we're going to deny you technology. And here, just listen to this collection. These three Biden administration stooges 
including Chief Stooge Joe Biden, following John Kirby at the Pentagon and Kamala Harris. We've said all along that uh, these are going to be crippling sanctions. If you pull the trigger on that deterrent, well, then it doesn't exist anymore as a deterrent. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. Isn't that the, isn't that the definition of a deterrent? We were told that these sanctions were going to be a deterrent. They were really going to hit and hurt Vladimir Putin. I tend to think of a deterrent as something that, oh, I don't know, deters something from happening. And uh, Biden just said, nobody thought these were going to keep anything from happening. So while you're huddled in the subway, Ukrainian mom with your little boy and your little girl who I watched last night on the news, my heart broke watching it. Just hang on. Hang on for another month. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. It has to show, this is going to take time. And we have to show resolve so he knows what's coming. And so the people of Russia know what he's brought on them. That's what this is all about. This is going to take time. It's not going to occur. He's going to say, oh my God, these sanctions are coming. How utterly stupid this administration is and because we don't do bloodless coups here we don't overthrow the government here and i'm not advocating that but we are stuck with this complete doddering idiot and the acolytes who surround him who could easily it's not like you know in world war ii when we were attacked we had to ration rubber and gas and all commodities. We had to get every man 50 and under was drafted for the duration of the war. We had to ramp up a war effort. We had to get women working in factories. We had to get our industrial complex cranking again at the end of the Depression. We don't have to do that now. We have the mechanisms in place to produce so much liquid natural gas and ship it to Europe to cease Europe from being dependent upon Russian energy and to stop us from being dependent on Russian energy. But we are enslaved to our green energy ideals. And I also wonder how enslaved are we to whatever Joe and Hunter Biden did in Ukraine that Vladimir Putin might know that we can't afford to really do something consequential that you absolutely positively know our last president would do or any Republican president would do? It is hard to equate all the emotions I feel when I see this happening that was totally preventable. But, but, but every single thing that has gone south since Joe Biden took office, and that means everything, because everything he touches is an epic disaster, has been totally preventable. And it just underscores how in just over a year, he has unquestionably proven himself the worst president in U.S. history. But always before, we were strong enough relative to our enemies that it never imperiled the future of our nation. 
I'm not so sure that's the case right now. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. Thank you for joining us. We'll try to keep you abreast of all the latest developments from Ukraine. Also have some school news, an update on the two awesome, awesome moms who really awoke me to what is going on in our schools. And now I hope all of you are awake. A lot of districts are awake. But Amy Gonzalez, Andrea Gross, the founders of the Pro-CA Coalition at Columbus Academy, we'll talk about that. At 11.33, I just wanted to give you some numbers on how stupid the Biden administration is. You really wonder which side Joe Biden is on in this Ukrainian conflict. Oh, well, what do you mean? He stands up there and he says all the things about Putin being a tyrant and all that. Yeah, what? You judge people by their actions, not by their words. He admits his sanctions are going to take time. He even admits that, uh, you know, the swift banking system, he says, well, what we've done is worse than taking him out of SWIFT. Now, what is SWIFT? You hear, hear a lot about SWIFT. SWIFT is essentially like a PayPal or a Venmo for paying for energy. And Europe gets 38% of its energy, natural gas, from Russia. 38%, okay? So it's a quick way for those countries to pay for the natural gas that they get from Russia. The same percentage, or pretty close, 36% of the Russian federal budget comes from the sale of oil and gas. So those are easy to remember, right? Thirty, Basically 35%, a little more in both cases, but 35%, you want to talk about this with your friends, set the idiot Democrats you know straight on how simple this problem is to fix, is to, what, are the, what is the aim of, of, of economic sanctions? What is the aim? The aim is to affect Russia economically. If 35% of their budget comes from selling oil and gas, what would be a way to hit their budget hard? Provide the commodity yourself to Europe that Russia is providing. Now, you're all in NATO, right? Somebody attacks Germany, Bulgaria. We got to fly over there and come to their rescue. So you would think... If we offered them oil and natural gas, they would have to buy it from us. I think that hopefully that's in NATO somewhere. Or they would realize that being dependent on Russia for it is not a good idea. Okay. So we could be producing a ton more than we are, but we shut down our Keystone XL pipeline. Now, now we shut down our Keystone XL pipeline because we want to reduce our carbon emissions, right? We want to reduce those carbon emissions. We've got to do that. Even though, even though Joe Biden said a long time ago that basically what we do is not really going to make that much of a difference. Not going to make that much of a difference. Last April, Joe Biden admitted 85%, 85% of carbon emissions come from outside the U.S. Outside the U.S. That was why he said... We had to get back into the Paris Climate Accord. Donald Trump looked at the Paris Climate Accord and said, why are we agreeing to a bunch of stupid, woke carbon emission standards when 85% of the carbon in the world comes from India, Russia, China, and other countries, Japan, that aren't going to handcuff their own industries 
automakers, trucking companies with restrictive carbon emission standards. Trump said that's stupid. Why, when we're producing 15% of the carbon emissions, are we clamping down on our own people when the other people around the world won't do anything? Makes sense to me. But Joe Biden, when he said, no, this is why we have to get back into the Paris Climate Accord. And here's the direct quote. Because even if we do everything perfectly, it's not going to matter. He said that. Even if we do everything perfectly, it's not going to matter. So that's why we did the, we canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, even though, stay with me on this, Stay with me, because he gets dumber by the moment. The Keystone XL pipeline would have transferred so much petroleum, so much product that could be made into natural gas or gasoline, that it would have taken off the road or off the tracks trucks and trains that, wait for it, wait for it, produce more carbon emissions than had we went ahead with the Keystone XL pipeline. Because here's what you can't do when you cancel the Keystone XL pipeline. You can't kill Americans' demand for energy. Did anybody on the day Joe Biden signed his name on the executive order say, well, I mean, I guess I can't commute to work now in my car. I guess I'll ride my bike from Gahanna into to the state house." Did anybody say that? No, because we're not idiots like our president and the people around him are idiots. Everything they do is for cosmetic reasons at best. I don't believe they don't have nefarious goals in mind, breaking our economy or whatever else it might be. But this makes no sense. The Keystone XL pipeline would have cut carbon emissions because the amount of money we could have the amount of carbon emissions we would have avoided by the amount of petroleum products transported via the pipeline would have been less than is being generated into the atmosphere by the trucks and the trains that we still need to transport the product because canceling the pipeline did nothing to diminish our demand for oil. It's just, it's just nonsensical. None of this makes any sense unless you are trying to ruin our economy, and our country, which sometimes you have to look at and go, well, there is no other conclusion because no one can be this stupid. Oh, wait, yes, they can. And it's infuriating to me that people continue to respond to me pointing this out on this show and on social media by saying, yeah, but Trump was a liar. Yeah, but but Trump, he was he was mean. Gas is going to continue to go up. Inflation is going to continue to strangle us. We'll have more on... Oh, by the way, wait for it. Further issues in the supply chain because of what's going on in Ukraine. The shelves aren't empty enough. At least not yet. 